0: I love viewing the earth as just the place where you're testing the things and you're trying to become a better person and you're trying to follow Jesus Christ but like you slip up a hundred times like God said he'll forgive you so many
1: times seven like
0: that's a lot of times dude
1: welcome to the call to serve podcast an inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact Welcome back to the Call to Serve podcast. Nathan here, we have a special guest with us. He is Anthony, a good friend of mine. Anthony, how are you today? I'm great, how are you doing? Oh, you know, living the dream, living the great. dream. Can't great. complain. Thanks for inviting me on your show, man. <laughs> of course, of it's course. Cool. Will you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Anthony Burns.
0: Um, I grew up in a lot of different places. I'm originally from Arizona. Um, I grew up in Glendale. It was kind of a little crazy street I grew up on, uh, but it was fun. Um, I moved to Indiana and then Connecticut over the years, um, and I loved living in Connecticut. That was, like, my favorite state to live in. After that, I went to BYU for about a semester before I went on my mission to Sweden, and after I served there, I came back home, and my family moved here to Idaho, and that's how I met you. Wow. So that's my whole journey. Kind of all,
1: all over the place. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: it's been a great experience, though. Everyone asks if my dad serves in the military. I'm like, no,
1: because <laughs> we have been so much. Wait, so how many times did you have you moved over there? So, so let me think. Indiana was one, Connecticut, then Utah, Sweden, Idaho. Yeah. So five. Wow.
0: It's been five moves. That's it's,
1: it's been pretty crazy. Considerable.
0: I know, it's <laughs> considerable amount, but it's given me a lot of experience that I think is really nice. Because whenever I go to college, I, I just find it easy to
1: make friends because I I'm used to it. Yeah, you can relate. Yeah, exactly. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned you served your mission in Sweden. That's correct. Wow. When that did was... when did you head out there? Like when I guess. When did you leave? When did you get back? Yeah, so I left February 2018. Okay. And then I
0: got back home January 2020. Okay. So um, I didn't come home really because of COVID. It actually, the first time I heard the word Corona was at the airport on my way home. And <laughs> there were all these people wearing masks. And I was like, what the heck is this? So I weird, this is weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> like, weird. I was like I, no one ever does this. <laughs> but then after that happened, um, I got home and it started becoming become a big deal. And a month later, they like, closed down church and everything. So wow, I just got home just in time. but so those are the
1: dates. Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Got home, got home just in time, just in time to shut everything down.
0: Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice. And nice. I got braces on right when I
1: got home, so oh, there you go. Shut down. I was
0: I could wear a mask and I had everything covered my wow. eyes.
1: That's and that's the way to do it's it. Such a blessing, man. <laughs> Blessings in disguise. Holy cow! I know. Wow. So Sweden. Um, what yeah. was your like first reaction when you opened your call? Saw oh man. called to serve in Sweden. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I
0: I really never cried, but I started crying after that because my family has this joke going on that someone would go to Sweden because we have ancestors from Sweden. (laughs) Really? And every single time one of my cousins or um, my older brother, he got a mission call. My mom would always guess that I'd be going to Sweden because it's just, I don't know why. It's just a weird family tradition. But eventually when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, like my mom's right. Like Even though she guessed for like the 20th time that someone would go to Sweden. Wow. I was like, I called it. And I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> You've always called it.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Wait, so what, um, so obviously you had to learn a different language. Yes, Swedish. Swedish. A lot of people
0: don't know that it's a language, wow. I'm including myself, but it's real language. Um, it's it's kind of going on the downhill. Like a lot of people there speak English really? relatively okay. Okay. Um, but Swedish is still my language. Yeah. The normal average Swede you'd walk across probably didn't know English too well. But,
1: okay. Yeah. Wow, so you still speak it? Yes, I do. Can you, can you, will you speak a little <laughs> bit for us? Ja, <laughs> yeah. så so, jag kan bara prata um,
0: bara lite, men... Ja, jag känner med honom i Sverige i två år. Um, och någonting med svenska som är svårt att göra är brydningen. Det är väldigt svårt. Varje gång jag skulle prata svenska skulle man tänka att jag... Både i Tyskland eller kanske USA, men you so, a very Wow! Yeah. So I have a couple errors. I really hope the Swede didn't listen to that because it, was <laughs>
1: it wasn't really that great. But no, that's yeah. awesome. What, what, did you, what did you say? So I said <laughs> so I. So yeah, you could have been. Yeah, you could have been saying some random stuff. I would have had no idea.
0: <laughs> no, I, I basically just said that um, Swedish is a pretty hard language to learn. But something I didn't add in was it's kind of hard to learn because of the pronunciation and the accent Mm. to learn because most of the time people would think I was either from the USA or from Germany, which is Mm. weird because of my looks, I guess. (laughs) But they always knew immediately that I wasn't really Swedish, Mm. except for a handful of times. But it's because it's actually a very easy language to learn like grammatically and words and spelling wise, Mm. but in terms of mastering it and being able to speak it well is really hard. Okay. So... Kind
1: of what I said in Swedish. Wow. Yeah. No, that's Well, good to know. Good to know, that wasn't <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. That's cool. Do you still keep in touch with people from the mission and everything?
0: Yeah, so two people in particular I keep really great contact with. One guy, um, his name is Roberto. It's kind of a weird name in Swedish. It's like very Spanish. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. But it's he's, like... he's Polish. But, yeah, it's kind of weird. But I keep in contact with him. He's a really great friend from southern Sweden that I, that I ser- um, served around um we played a sport a lot on mutual nights and things like that Um, it's called in okay really fun sport it's kind of like stick hockey oh nice okay so that i learned him very well we keep talking on facebook messenger he's such a nice guy Um, and then there's another guy joni um, Mm. johnny in english and he was the last person i taught um, in a place called sunfall in very northern sweden and, um, he just talks with me a lot on, on Facebook messenger. That's probably the best way to contact people. Honestly, if, if someone's going global on their mission, Facebook messenger is probably the best way to text people and things like that.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, they're both great people. Keep in contact with them pretty often. That's excellent. Yeah,
1: that is excellent. Yeah. I know, I know that's a, and that's a struggle for a lot of missionaries really or a lot is. of return missionaries is yeah. keeping in contact with people. They either taught or like former companions or whatnot, mm-hmm. just cause things you get busy with life and yeah.
0: no really <laughs> things happen yeah like it's, like, it's tough
1: yeah imagine so.
0: like taking on a girlfriend at the same time like you have to spend time with her and your family and then you have a job you have school yeah and it really like you're right it's super hard to kind of have to balance that out because they're really great people and it, it really doesn't take that much time to shoot in the text but it's kind of just in the back of your head for a long time yeah and one thing that my um mcc companion told me um in our mission president's house in our last night in sweden was like it's going to be really hard to remember all your experiences on your mission mm-hmm. like that's it's probably the biggest key advice i can give people today is just to remember everything you learned and remember the people that you taught um, and the best way to do that is to reach out to those people and you know read through your journal and, and things like that keep reading um for me it was reading swedish that's what helped me kick some memories and mm-hmm. um, yeah it is it is a challenge
1: for sure wow yeah that's huge remembering yeah Speaking of remembering, um, <laughs> we want to talk about like top three lessons you learned from the mission, okay. kind of like one-liners, mm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, um, I guess, what would you say were, were some of these lessons you learned, the top three?
0: So I had a chance to write them down a little bit. The first one that I think is, except for like, I know remembering, like we just talked about it's super mm. important to remember, but... But in terms of uh, lessons to take away from your mission and remember them, and specifically when preparing for a mission, um, the first lesson that I could share is know your temple covenants and what they mean to you. Mm. Because, you know, it's it's part of that church, part of the church kind of culture where, where we don't talk about temple covenants a lot because it's very sacred stuff. And um, that makes perfect sense because there's some things that we need to, to keep tight to ourselves and to keep very small and integrated within the church, and not, you know, kind of let that stuff just fizzle out everywhere and treat it with less respect. Um, but really understanding temple covenants as, like, from an individual perspective is super important before you go on a mission, and um, especially during, because um, you will get a lot more questions than you probably realize about, like, temples and what they are and what you do inside of them. And yeah. you kind of have to be prepared to not only answer them in a very supportive way and explain what they are from a general sense without like disrespecting the sacredness of it. And at the same time, realizing what those covenants mean to you because those covenants are basically what's going to empower you on your entire mission and knowing what they are and what they mean to you are super vital in, in your testimony and um, especially standing up against um,
1: people that are very anti-Christ and very anti-church. So that's probably the first lesson I could share. Well, I love that. I haven't, honestly, you know, we talked to a lot of return missionaries and that's, Mm -hmm. I have to say, that's the first time that someone's brought that up. Um, Just, I guess, remembering your temple covenants, because, I mean, like what you were saying, it kind of all boils down to that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what is going to empower you. I like like how you mentioned that because it really, you know, when you think about it, it really is. Yeah, it (laughs) it is. Like, that's what everything, everything points to. Obviously, everything points to Christ, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's, that's his house. Exactly. (laughs) And like, yeah, (laughs) so. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I if
0: I could just add one more thing. To yeah, that, like I think it's the only thing after your mission that will stay consistent from before your mission to after your mission. Because mm-hmm. you know, before your mission, probably just a week or so before, you're you're going to the temple, um, and it's different for different people. For women, it could be before the marriage, but but for men and women, like going on a mission, it's the only thing that you're gonna have the status that's gonna be consistent throughout your life before and after. So if you remember the feelings you have when you made that covenant and then after your mission, you still remember them, you're going to realize that nothing really changed from the point after the mission, other than the fact that you grew in a lot of different ways, but like you understand that the promise you made is still the same.
1: Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. The promise is still the same, mm-hmm. still the same person. Yep. Just exactly. with more knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More knowledge, the same promise, same person. Wow. I love that. Yeah, thanks.
0: Awesome. That was the first one. What would you say is number two? Number two, I think this, this really wasn't so much a problem for me because like, in, in some good ways and some bad ways, I, I'm kind of a more relaxed person, very chill. But um, a lesson that I learned from just observing other people and partially experienced for myself is practice doesn't make perfect, but practice makes progress. Mm. There's a lot of, I, I don't know how often you put this on your podcast, but I've, I've heard this theme a lot. Um, throughout other missions and that's that uh, people just try to be perfect for so many reasons they they tend to just look on the outside like how they look and how they appear to other people especially how like their anxiety or or social anxiety can can be when they're around other people and they're, they're trying to just be really uptight about everything mm-hmm. they're trying to speak every word perfectly in the language they're trying to phrase everything perfectly when they're teaching somebody but when it comes down to it it, it really doesn't matter that much like It says in the scriptures that as long as you have a testimony that Jesus Christ lives and that he loves you, like anything you say, the spirit will be there. Um, And as long as you're trying your best to tell the truth to people and and be open and honest with them, Mm -hmm. like you have really nothing to worry about. It doesn't matter if you make a mistake in Swedish or whatever language, like just keep trying your best and don't, don't be torn down if you say something wrong or, or if somebody yells at you because you're a missionary, like
1: it's okay because we're imperfect people. Wow, so. uh, I love that too. Like I've, I've, I guess I haven't heard it s- like stated that way. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard, you know, practice makes perfect. And it's like mm, I don't know about that yeah, one. Exactly. Like, and then there's the perfect practice makes perfect. Like, mm, okay, oh, maybe, but how do you do perfect practice if you're an imperfect person? <laughs> I don't know. It's so true. But I like I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. practice makes progress. Yeah, that's I'm, pretty cool. I don't think practice was ever meant to lead to perfection on this earth. Like mm-hmm.
0: that's what the world after is for. Like. I love viewing the earth as just the place where you're testing the things and you're trying to become a better person and you're trying to follow Jesus Christ. But like you slip up a hundred times, like God said, he'll forgive you so many times seven. Like that's a lot of times, dude. Like, I don't <laughs> think people even have enough time to mess up that many times, but <laughs> which I think the point Christ was trying to make, but yeah, it's really true. Like practice was never meant to mean to lead to perfection right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just a matter of, persevering, keep moving yep. forward, keeping the faith, mm-hmm. and just, I guess, just not getting discouraged. Exactly. I think is a big one because yeah. as we learn to preach my gospel, right? <laughs> Discouragement, will, Discouragement will lead to nothing. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, just being diligent and, and working hard is like the most important part of life. Yeah. And honestly, I guess something that comes with that is just knowing that we will fail. Yeah. Like, like practice and like obviously... Keep the vision, know what you're going for, but also know, hey, I'm imperfect, I'm gonna mess up. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's honestly, you know, failure, failure is one of the greatest teachers too. Mm. Because if you fail, right, you can learn from that. You say, okay, I did that, did not like the outcome of that. <laughs> I got wrecked. Exactly.
0: Got <laughs> absolutely destroyed.
1: But uh was the best lessons to learn. Exactly. Now I know what not to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah <laughs> so you know, it's I guess it's Throwback to uh, Thomas Edison, right? With the, it's oh, yeah. like I, I didn't, I didn't fail. Like, I just found ten thousand ways that it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So practice makes progress. Exactly. I like that. I like that. Awesome. What was the? What would you say the third one is?
0: So the third one, um, I guess this kind of ties back to the first one, but remember Jesus Christ before, during, and after. Mm. Um, and I, I basically what I'm trying to say with that one is that Jesus Christ really is the center of everything that you're ever going to do on your mission. Like I know we, we do talk about Heavenly father a lot and he's the reason why we're alive right now, but he created our spirits. And we, when we realize that we're alive right now on earth because of Jesus Christ, um, both mentally and physically, like he created our bodies and like just understanding his nature and understanding him as a person is probably the most valuable thing you can learn. Like, if you really understand who he is, why he came to earth, and, and why he's still integrated with your life, why he cares so much about you, once you understand that, then you realize, you're going to realize your potential as a person. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to pray. You're going to want to read your scriptures because you're going to want to know more about him. That's, that's why we do these things. I think, you know, whenever you come home from mission, people are always like, you got to keep praying, reading your scriptures, going to church. And for me, that was really hard to grasp because I still didn't really understand why I had to do that. But when Jesus Christ came into the picture, you realize that everything we do is because of him. You love him and like he loves us. So we should try to love him back to the best of our ability. Cool.
1: Yeah, I like that. So mm-hmm. what? Just let me just kind of reiterate. So what you're yeah, saying right. is like with, um, you know, do, going to church, reading your scriptures, mm-hmm. praying. Um, would you say it was more of like going through the motions for a, for a time? Yeah, I would. I think,
0: although I think a lot of people also experience that. Like yeah. it, oh, mean, yeah. It's just like daily routine, you know? Mm-hmm. Just go through the motions, you read scriptures, and for some people it's easier because they love reading stories from scriptures. Yeah. They, they say they feel better, and that never really clicked with me. Like, I honestly, I hate reading. <laughs> like, that's just who I am. My yeah. mom's an English professor, and she knows I hate reading. <laughs> and, like, my, my older brother, Drew, he loves reading now. Um, But, like, it, it's something that is more difficult for people. Mm-hmm. Like, People who don't like to read, people that don't like to meditate and yeah. um, have a conversation with God. Because it's different to have a conversation with him versus just saying a prayer. Um, and then people that, like, don't have the energy to go to church, Don't I don't know why. I think it's different for different people, but it, it does come down to, like, Jesus Christ is universal healer. He is the reason why we do all those things. So, first, you have to understand that core value. So, to answer your question, yeah, I, I did have that Long phase of, of understanding, not understanding why. Yeah,
1: no, I, I like I like that though because you know you mentioned just it's all about having that relationship mm-hmm. and knowing, you know, I guess knowing who Jesus Christ is, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, once we once we really come to to know Him, it's a lot easier to do what He would want us to do. Exactly, and like, it's it's it, it's not going through the motions at that point because it you do it because you love Him mm-hmm. and like. You know, some people. I feel like some people will say, "Oh, yeah, I I serve a mission because God loves me, because I love yeah. God, or yeah. like I'm doing this because I love God." Mm-hmm. And you know, kudos to them. Maybe that's true, but I feel like, you know, sometimes people just say that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just because obviously it's the it's the right answer.
0: Yeah, it could, it could <laughs> become a buzzword, you know. Yeah, I, and I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like in Sweden, I you'll, I guess this is another advice, but like you're going to be asked very often why you're there on your mission in Sweden or wherever it is, I was asked that question for the first time on my first train ride to my apartment mm. like in my first area. Wow. And like, because they're curious, like, what are you doing here? Like, you're 18, you're 19. Like, you have so much to look for. <laughs> Why are you wearing that name tag talking about Jesus? And if you like, don't understand like the word, well, because God loves me or the phrase, it just kind of becomes a buzzword to you. And it actually is much of a buzzword to them as well, because they've heard that so many times, mm-hmm. but they, they just don't understand it. So you kind of have to figure out different ways to explain that to people. But at the same time, you're right. You need, you need to know what it means. Like God loves me. That that, could, that phrase could have so much different meaning, such a deeper meaning to you than it does to me. Like it can mean something absolutely unique to the person
1: next to you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If, and if you don't mind me asking, what have been some things that, that have helped you kind of grow that relationship with Christ and kind of get to know him? Um. That's a great question.
0: <laughs> um, things that have helped me get to know him, I think, just understanding my position to him. Um, I I don't know where the word scripture is. I believe it's Alma speaking, but mm-hmm. he says that. I mean, I'm sure you know, but he <laughs> he talks about how we're basically nothing more than the dust of the earth. Yeah, we don't yeah.
1: worship God. You know where that's. From I'm not really familiar. I know I know Mosiah or King Benjamin, I think, okay. talks about that as well. Okay. But Alma probably does too. Okay. Yeah. So it was probably one of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what I'm thinking of. But just humbling myself to like the lowest I could ever imagine myself mm-hmm. being is what held my relationship with him. Because for example, with praying, it was hard for me to kneel down and like bow my head. Like mentally, it's just hard for me to do that. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just don't like doing it. But once I understood like Not only is he my father, but he created me and he's the reason why I'm alive, why I'm breathing. Every single heartbeat that I have is because of him. Once you humble yourself to the lowest level you can um, based on your efforts, then your relationship with him will improve, I think, automatically. And you're going to go through experiences in life, not just on your mission, but throughout your life where God is going to give you experiences that will automatically humble you Mm. because like after my mission, I have jaw surgery. That was terrible, dude. Oh, man. Really bad. I think you were around for that, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, I think I had my braces on when you were with me. Okay. Um, I was just going to the recovery stages, but, yeah, yeah. man, I, I threw up, like, five times a day. It was wow. just absolute torture. <clears throat> and having to go through that, I just realized, like, oh, my gosh, like, if God didn't exist, not only, like, I don't know, this is kind of hard for me to describe, but mm-hmm. just, like, the joy that I feel is only possible because of God. And even though the pain I feel is only possible because of God also, you kind of understand that he's your dad and he loves you no matter what you're going through. And he's giving you those experiences so you can grow closer to him, both in joy and in sorrow. Yeah, that's probably what's helped me. Natural experiences and, and just understanding that humility is, is key in your relationship.
1: Wow. I like that. And how I guess, how would you describe humility? Um great question. I think this might be a definition that
0: I don't know if a lot of people have heard before, but I think it's just simply um knowing that you aren't everything in the world. Yeah. That you can do anything on your own. And that's kind of hard for a lot of people to swallow and to understand when you realize that you you really can't do anything without God. And a lot of people, including myself um find it a little difficult to to understand what that means because like of course you're capable of doing a lot of things on your own Mm -hmm. but you're going to come to a road where you can't and that's where things are going to make the difference when you realize that the next step you want to take can't be done by yourself Mm -hmm. that you need somebody alongside with you to push you forward
1: i think understanding
0: that part of humility is
1: pretty important yeah it's tough (laughs) it's tough sometimes like yeah. I mean, asking for help is not easy. You know? No, especially with like other people too. Like yeah, a lot of times, like in Sweden,
0: I'd ask, "Hey, do you need help?" you are like, "No." And they're like Keep shoving a box along the ground. Like, they're gonna take an hour. and Like, I could literally help you. You'll be done in two minutes. <laughs> and it, I don't know why it's so hard. Because, like even myself, it's it's easier said than done. And yeah. I mean, like like I just said, asking someone for that help with that extra step, you could just say it, but it's it's like very difficult
1: to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, no, awesome. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing the your top three lessons learned from the mission. Absolutely, I really Thank appreciate you. you uh, yeah, no problem. I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, any final thoughts?
0: Oh man, um, you know, honestly, going going on a mission is going to be one of the best experiences of your life. It it's going to change you in so many ways. Um, the love you're going to feel from Jesus Christ specifically is going to be uncomparable to anything you felt before. And if you humble yourself, understand your position with God, and your relationship to him, you're going to come out a better person, guaranteed.
1: It's nothing you need to worry about. So. Awesome. Thanks. Then any um, final thoughts for those that maybe just got back from the mission that are just still trying to adjust, maybe even like got back a year ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you, what would you tell them? Um, great question. I think, at least in my experience one
0: thing that i i needed to be reminded of constantly is just making sure that you're setting goals for yourself mm-hmm. that's i think one of the greatest keys you can take like in terms of technicalities after your mission like it's very great useful tool and if you kind of slap like get yourself out of that kind of motion mm-hmm. like not making goals it's going to like make an impact and whether you notice that in a year after your mission you're going to notice if you don't make goals and when you don't make goals Things kind of just start slowly falling apart so understand what you want to accomplish after you get home from your mission very clearly and work towards it and you won't get lost right on.
1: words to live by love Amen. that thank you so much <laughs> you're welcome awesome well yeah th- thanks again for joining us and uh we'll catch you next time thank you see you thank you for joining us on this episode of the call to serve podcast we hope that the experiences and principles that have been shared have helped you either prepare for or benefit from your missionary service. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at call to serve Media. Hope to see you next time.